Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome to Socks on Tap. It's Tony Marchese. Tonight, I am joined by special guest Brian Knights. Brian, we are not talking about a White Sox winner. We know that victory beers taste better than misery beers, but tonight it's misery beers. We're here to talk it out. We might be the only two White Sox fans still awake, but uh, the beers are still flowing. I think you're drinking Nooners. Uh, whatever gets the job done tonight is uh, just what you have to go to. Uh, Brian, Thank you for joining me, my friend. Thank you for having me. It was a miserable night, but hopefully we can turn it around. Yeah, hope, hopefully, hopefully we can, man. It's it's going to be a rough one when you wake up tomorrow and check the Twitter timeline. 16-3, to three, the Boston Red Sox come in here on a five-game winning streak, beat the Chicago White Sox basically to death early in this ball game. It was not fun to watch. I know a lot of people tuned out of this one early. I had my buddy Jake in the garage. We were watching the first three innings, and he left. Uh, that's not a good sign. Uh, saw a lot of people leaving the ballpark early. You saw a lot of uh, just bad stuff happening. They did not have it. Brian, the, the White Sox ultimately fall. We're going to get into this one in just a second here. But before we do, be sure you go to ondapsportsnet.com for all the Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us at Sox on Tap. Brian? Let the people know where they can follow you. Twitter, Brian Knights 3. Come for the post-game content. Stay for the Miller Lights. Hey, I'm a Budweiser guy, Brian. We might have to have a little debate, but uh, I, I know you're a big uh, uh, a Miller Light guy. I, I, I think I've seen you kill just about as many of those things as I've killed Budweiser's in, in my lifetime. And you're a little younger than me, so you're on your way there. Uh, but uh, excellent content doing the post-game breakdowns. Like he said, follow Brian Knights at Brian Knights 3 on Twitter. Uh, Brian, 16-3 loss. It's been an up-and-down year. The White Sox just come out of New York on a, a two-game uh, win streak, sweep the doubleheader. You have the off day. You come into this, it's cease day. You're amped up, and then this happens. Give me your initial thoughts, man. I uh, would have liked to see them build on the momentum of sweeping the doubleheader on Sunday. But as we've seen all season, just when you think this team is getting going, the the wheels fall off, and that's exactly what happened today. Uh, one of the worst pitching performances all around you'll ever see, and uh, the offensive approach once again was dog shit. So it, it doesn't help. No, absolutely doesn't. Um, you, you're going to have to score runs to win ball games, but when Dylan Cease goes out and gives up a four spot in the first, two more in the second inning, you're down six in the second inning of a ball game. Uh, it, it, that's not a recipe for success, as I would like to say. Uh, 
you know, from your initial thought, man, what, what was it about Dylan Cease's start today that just was not working? I don't really think anything was working. Um, mainly the curveball. I think he struggled locating that completely. And uh, just everything he was trying wasn't working. And it doesn't help that the Red Sox are coming in incredibly hot. I mean, they haven't lost since we swept them, to my knowledge. So uh, it, it doesn't help that you got one of the hottest lineups of baseball coming in and your stuff's not sharp. You're going to get murdered. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really give too much more context besides that, man. I mean, it just, just didn't look like Dylan Cease at all that we've seen before. Listen a little bit to the post-game show with Chuck and Ozzy, and they kind of foreshadowed a little bit. Did the Red Sox know what was coming tonight? I don't really think Dylan Cease was tipping pitches. I, I didn't really see any evidence of that. And, you know, after further evaluation there, they kind of just thought that, you know, the, the this Red Sox team has been seeing the baseball very well, obviously. Uh, when, when you're hot, you're hot. Uh, I just thought that it was the White Sox time to go take them down, and this is a really disappointing start for uh, Dylan Cease overall in the grand scheme of things. You got a guy that was basically Cy Young trajectory coming into this ball game, and, and obviously things don't work. You're going to have your off days. But, Brian, I mean, I'll go to you with this one. Do you have less confidence in Dylan Cease going forward after he goes up and gives up this many runs to the Boston Red Sox offense? No, no, not at all. I mean, earlier in his career, you could see this being a start where he could spiral. But I think uh, he's in a place now where he knows his stuff plays. So I don't see any reason why he won't come out there in his next start and just absolutely shove. Um, but he just didn't have it tonight. I mean, it happens. But I, the only guy we really should have been worried about today was Trevor Story. And then the entire lineup lit us up. So I don't. Just one of those days. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, there's there's really not much you you can get into. I just want to look at you know Dylan Cease overall and just say the body of work has been there. Um, it, today was just a, a really bad day at the ballpark. As I mentioned, the Red Sox put up four in the first, two in the second. They add another in the third, and then put up a three spot in the fifth before the White Sox were able to get any runs across via uh, our guy, Jose Abreu, uh, getting the job done today. Uh, Brian, this is a loss. You could chalk this up to a, a garbage time dinger, whatever you want to say about it. But Jose Abreu has been swinging a hot bat. Let's talk a little bit about this White Sox offense. Uh, he showed up today. Give me some thoughts on Jose Abreu. I'm pretty vocal on my love for Jose Abreu on the twitter.com um build the statue put on top of the bean has arisen from that so it's it's like clockwork every single year he has a slow april people want to write him off they're like guys washed up he's too old he's regressing let's not resign him and then he starts doing this when the weather warms up he just starts pissing on the baseball and that's exactly what we've seen for the past week or so and uh gave him one middle middle he's taking that yard every single time so it's nice to see Jose heat up. The only issue is, outside of Tim Anderson and Luis Robert, who is now on the COVID list, nobody else is heating up. So if all you got is Anderson, Robert, and Abreu, that can only get you so far. I think you 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 hit on something right there. And, and before we go any farther with this, a little White Sox news update. 
Luis Robert placed on the COVID-related injury list before this game started. Um, Josh Donaldson, we can go back and forth on this thing for an hour, but uh, obviously Josh Donaldson, there was a scrum that took place uh, over the weekend with the White Sox, the Yankees. If you haven't heard about that, you've been living underneath a rock. Um, I'm surprised Yasmani Grandal's not on the COVID IL. I don't, I don't know what kind of antibodies that he has, but uh, Luis Robert, the, the logical explanation here is Josh Donaldson was in this scrap heap. He got COVID. Now Luis Robert's down uh, on the COVID IL. Not a good thing for the Chicago White Sox. Um, you don't want to see him out for an extended period of time. Rick Hahn spoke to the media prior to today's game as well and said that they expect him uh, to not be playing until sometime next week. He's symptomatic. That's not a good story, especially for this weekend. But uh, I think you you kind of hit on something. There's only a few guys that are clicking right now. Another name in there that that has started to show some signs of life, A.J. Pollock, um, he came out today and kind of struggled, man. He did three at-bats, did not get a hit. Um, you know, Yohan Moncada kind of is going through the motions, it seems like, early on. He's had a couple of games where he looks good. He's had a couple of games where he doesn't look good at all. Uh you go down the line, Yasmani Grandal still gets on base, not hitting as much as you'd like him to. But you're right, man. It's Tim Anderson, it's Luis Robert, and right now it's Jose Abreu. And if if you don't have any other help, you're not going to be able to get the job done. Again, Sox only able to muster up three runs in today's ball game, uh, and, and Jose Abreu accounts for more than half of those. Man, it, it, he's swinging a hot bat, but he's got he, he needs help. How do how do we get Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson some help? I think it, I think it's just the approach right now. I mean, Pavetta threw three innings, had 30 pitches. I tweeted that this guy's going to go out there and throw Maddox today because this team just – they don't see pitches. They don't walk anymore. And so if nobody's getting on base prior to the guys who can actually hit the ball, they have nobody to drive in. So nothing happens. It's disgusting. And uh, the, the approach is just brutal. They seem – I don't know if it's eager or they're trying too hard to make something happen, but it's not good. They're, they're not seeing pitches. You got to be, I would like to see them be patient, take walks and see what happens, but we're just not seeing that right now. So it's, it, it doesn't look good. Well, I mean, at some point, man, you got to get on base to score runs unless you're hitting the solo home run. And we know how hard it is in today's baseball to, you know, kill a team with solo home runs dead ball, whatever you want to say. It's just hard to hit the ball in the ballpark this year. We've seen way too much of it. But yet, you know, you go back just uh, the, the last two games before this, Sox offense was able to make stuff happen. Today was just an epic disaster. Uh, but I do want to talk about a bright spot out of the bullpen, somebody who hasn't pitched out of the bullpen yet this year, Brian. Uh, Mr. Vinny Vibes, as we like to call him around these parts, uh, he comes out and he throws three scoreless innings, I believe, tonight. And uh, in mop-up duty, something that uh, maybe I expect, I might have expected Vince Velasquez when he was signed over this offseason to be in the spot where he's in mop-up duty like today. Obviously, he's given the White Sox rotation a, a couple of good starts. He's been touched up as well. But I really think that if there's an underlying thing in today's baseball game, you didn't have to see a position pitcher on the mound. You really didn't eat up much out of your bullpen. You know Lance Lynn's on the comeback. 
Vince Velasquez served a purpose in this White Sox bullpen. He was your long relief guy to, to just basically save your bullpen to keep you in series, in my opinion. Gutsy performance, Brian. Gutsy performance, in my opinion. Any thoughts on on Vinny Velo, Vinny Vibes uh, in tonight's ball game? I like you said, one of the lone bright spots in this one. Um, he only gave up one base runner on the walk, but struck out five, went three scoreless, and he stopped the bleeding up until that point. The Red Sox scored in every inning. Uh, this guy on Twitter, the authentic fan, said that the Red Sox are going to put up a, a phone number box score today in scoring every inning, and uh, he stopped the bleeding. So that's really all you can ask for. If because I don't think we're ever gonna, those two starts where he was just lights out, I don't think that's really going to happen at any point the rest of the season. So if we can get consistency of him in this long relief role, um, I'll take that out of him anytime. So I like that. Absolutely. I do too, Brian. I think it's something that uh, the team really didn't have uh, coming into this year. I mean, you can argue that Reynaldo Lopez could serve that role. Um, if, if you want to make some certain arguments and you want to keep Dallas Kaiklan in this roster, uh, he could, eventually wind up in that role obviously last year late last year he kind of did and and then you saw him left off the playoff roster but we don't have a Ross Detweiler right now we don't have a guy who's going to be able to swing back and forth and if anybody really fills that role it's Vincent Velasquez to a T in my opinion and I hope that uh you know he continues to put up zeros like that and can save the bullpen because you might not win today's ball game Brian but in reality, if you have to burn anybody from your bullpen A squad, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, Liam Hendricks, just to go out there and get them work in a ball game like this, people aren't normally going to talk about it. That that shit can hurt you the next day, in my opinion. That's, again, just my opinion. I think, you know, what we saw out of, of Velasquez tonight might help the White Sox win a game down the road, and I'm, I'm very appreciative of the gutsy performance that he put up tonight. Um, you know, going on from that, Sox aren't really able to muster anything else outside of an extra run in the fifth inning. Bats fall silent again. No major comeback story today. Give me your final thoughts on today's White Sox ball game. Where do you go from here? I think you just got to wipe it. I mean, it's not a game you just want to forget about because you got your ass kicked. But this is a loss we can't just have them thinking about all the time and have what we saw today translate to anything else because we need this team to go on a win streak. Like, we're five and a half games back in the Twins right now. That's not great. So let's get let's just wash this, win the next two, hopefully sweep the Cubs this weekend. And I, the schedule really doesn't get any easier. You got Toronto, then you got Tampa, then you got the Dodgers. Like we don't play a, a really dog shit team until the Tigers on the on the fourteenth or the thirteenth. So they need to do something. They need to do something quick to try and beat some good teams because I don't really see a spot in the schedule where they're gonna be able to rack up wins if, if they keep playing the way they're playing. Yeah, not until after the uh not until after the all star break. Uh are you going to be able to see the White Sox uh, find that, uh, you know, just spot in the schedule where they're going to be able to rack up these wins, man. I, I don't see it either. 
And you're going to have to figure out how to stop the bleeding from this just atrocity. And you know, I, I just think going into the next two days, you've got rain in the schedule. You've got just some dog shit weather, the same stuff that we saw early on in the season. I'm a little bit worried about how the offense is going to come out if they play these next two games. Yeah, how do I they think- come out? And and do that. Uh, give me give me some thoughts. Like, how do you respond tomorrow? I think I think we're going to see a doubleheader on Thursday, but uh, which doesn't help because, well, maybe it does. Maybe we'll go through the jugular again, like we did on Sunday, and put out two pretty solid lineups and beat the Yankees. But um, and do the same thing since we got the off day Friday and don't have to travel. So we could see that happen if they do play both games. I, I just want to see a better approach. Like, if you're swinging at the first pitch of the at-bat every single time and you're getting on base, that's great. But when they're letting these pitchers go eight, nine, ten pitches an inning and you're going one, two, three, that really doesn't help the cause at all. So I would like to see them take some long at-bats, draw some walks, make the pitcher actually fucking work, and uh, let's put up some runs. Put up some runs indeed. And this is something that we've hit on on this show, Brian, over and over. In fact, if you uh, if you ever talk to our guy, Steve, um, who's always on the show with me, the plate approach is something that we've hammered in. It's something that we've talked about every single night. You cannot have a plate approach the same way that Tim Anderson does when you're swinging at sliders low and away that are in the dirt every single night and expect to be better than I think they, they they threw it up there like two for 22 or two for 27, somewhere in that range with runners in scoring position so far this year, that's got to get better. In my opinion, you know, the, the baseball gods are going to even the score at some point. You have to believe it because if you don't, there's no reason to watch this team or tune in on a nightly basis, thinking that anything's going to change. And right now the history doesn't tell you that it will. But you know, if you, if you know anything about baseball, things get weird, but they always sort of regress back towards the means. It doesn't excuse what's happened so far. I guess I'm just trying to hold out hope at this point, Brian. As a White Sox fan, how do I get up and watch this team every day? Well, I'm going to do it because I'm, I'm I'm just a diehard White Sox fan, and I'm going to watch 16 to three bit like losses and until the finale, and then get on here and talk about it. But on the same note, if you want to have a reason to believe, you can't really go much further and think like that they're not going to find a way to turn this around. The career averages of these guys do not line up with how unlucky that they've been. That's my rationale. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, you know, if if you're in that same camp here and anybody else who's in, in that camp, like, how do you fix it? I feel like a lot of it has just been to this point. They haven't gotten the job done. Maybe you have to save your bullets for, for a certain point in time. You want to see the extra urgency, but I don't really see them right now, Brian, and say this team isn't trying to win ball games. I feel like they're pressing. I feel like they're trying to get this, this shit done. They're trying to get the ship righted. T- tonight's ball game, though, just really makes me and I'm, I'm just angry. Yeah, I don't I don't really know 
when the ship's going to turn around. I mean, you've seen the tweets of people saying it needs comparing the, the White Sox offensive numbers to start this year, comparing them to wild card teams basically ever. And they need a historic turnaround to even make a wild card. What I think is we were talking about the schedule earlier. End of July looks pretty easy uh, on paper. And then pretty much all of September are very winnable series as long as the Twins aren't playing the way they are right now. So if we can get maybe in first place or close to the Twins by that point, this team can definitely make a run if the offense turns around, the pitching stays intact, they stay healthy. They can have one of the best Septembers of all time, get hot going into the playoffs, which is definitely a good thing because last season they slept walking into the playoffs and got their ass kicked in the first round. I would prefer to have a fire under our ass going into the postseason and continue that momentum. But we haven't seen them carry momentum at all this season. We had a six-game win streak. They got their ass kicked right after that ended. Uh, they sweep the doubleheader in New York. You thought that would maybe be a turning point, and then they come out and lose by 13 today. So I don't know when the momentum is going to become a consistent thing that they can hold on to and string together some wins. But we'll find out. Hopefully it's before the All-Star break because I did say if they're not above 500 by the All-Star break, I'm jumping in the Cal SAG. And I will do that because I'm a psychopath. And <laughs> hopefully we can build on that and uh, have a good second half because the first almost two months of the season have been just absolutely disgusting. Hey, I, I, I don't want to see you jump in the Cal SAG. I'm sure most of, of Twitter would love the content, Brian. But on, on that note, I mean, we're, we're in dangerous territory where that might be a reality for you. You're not wrong. I mean, every single time we get two 500 or one game above 500 or a game under 500, it seems like they can't figure it out. Like you're one game under 500, you get to 500, then you lose immediately. We are one game above 500 coming into the day. You lose. There's just we need the winning streak to happen. To where so we're we gonna can hover go. over. I mean, did, did did you manifest this? Like I gotta know. Did you manifest this to go down to the wire? Because I mean, you you spoke this into existence. Now I, I'm trying to find things to blame. I'm a superstitious guy. I feel like like because you put that out there in the universe, they're gonna make you sweat this one the same way you would. Uh, you know a fourth quarter, uh, you know, spread bet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the gambling gods. They hate me. You look at my entire gambling career. It's, I either get my ass kicked or it's an absolute sweat to the end and I lose. So it's so, not looking. So what you're saying here is you're jumping in the Cal SAG and the White Sox are still going to, you know, go to the ALCS. Yeah. What, what we're looking at here is we're going to be like, Two games under 500 going in the All-Star break. I'm going to have to jump in the Cal SAG because I'm a man of honor and the Twitter content would absolutely be incredible um, coming out of that, which honestly could be a good thing. So maybe I'll just jump in the Cal SAG anyways. And then we have the best second half of all time. The Cal SAG is the turning point. That's where you start the World Series DVD. And then we just go win the whole fucking thing. Hey, I'm I'm here for this. I'm here for this uh, this idea, Brian. I'm 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 hoping. You know, I don't want to hope for a bunch of more losses where I've got to get on this show, drink a, a couple of Budweisers, talk about the White Sox losing, 
and you know think to myself some guy's got to jump in a river to turn this thing around but if there's like a last point on the train where like we have that i feel like you know there's there's certain only things that you can do to change the momentum yeah i mean there's and if if you're gonna be that guy to go volunteer yourself i give you i give you a ton of credit i'll have an extra beer in your honor while you're doing it i just I, i just don't know man like honestly from the bottom of my heart, I don't know where you turn this around. I just want it to turn around for my own health, for everybody else's health. It has to happen. This team is too good. We've been sold on the promise of so many good players coming up through the rebuild. So many different, you know, you give up a Hall of Famer in Chris Sale to go turn this whole thing around. And now you're talking about him scuffling at the plate where your team needs it the most. And I know Yoan Mankata draws a lot of hate. And he draws a lot of, of people who are very big Yoan Mankata stands to an extent. But this was the guy that was supposed to be the cornerstone of this in, in, to an extent. You've got Jose Abreu in the last year of his deal. Sticking around to try and go win a World Series with this team. Yasmani Grandal, the, one of the biggest free agent signings in White Sox history kind of scuffling to an extent. There's so much here, and you can look at this team on paper and say they should be better than this. If it takes Brian jumping in the kale sag, I'm just like, you You might as well, like, they. I hope they, like, honor you on the field at some point if that's what it takes. I mean, they'll probably have to because I'll die from jumping in that biohazard of a body of water. But if that's what it takes to give us even a shot at winning World Series, those are the links we have to go to. I mean, if, if we know that the fans want it more than the ownership, so if jumping in the cow sag proves that, I'll do it. Uh, you're you're a true man of your word, Brian, and I, I look forward. I know some people out there that are going to jump in rivers. They haven't. Um, but that's here nor there, Brian. That's here nor there. All right. We've got – Baseball tomorrow, hopefully White Sox and Red Sox, weather permitting. Um, Again, don't know if this one's going to get in. But, uh, Brian, before we close this thing down, I need to know, do you have a pick to click if the White Sox do play tomorrow? Tomorrow. I I think we'll go with – we'll go with Grandall. It's a weird pick. Because he's been awful over four today with three Ks, but uh, we'll give him some at bats against Rich Hill, right right side of the plate, and we'll try to hit some bombs. I think if there's he's due, so let's go Grandall, and let's uh, let's mash the lefty, and hopefully Giolito throws a gem, and we can even this series up. Yeah, Giolito, Rich Hill. Unfortunately, I I missed the the portion of this show where I preview the pitching matchup. So I thank you for bringing that up. I think Lucas Giolito needs to come out tomorrow and just pitch better than, than Rich Hill. That's going to be a recipe for success. But uh, Brian, I love, I love the Grandal pick to click. Uh, it's, it's been too long since we've seen multiple Yasmani Grandal bat drops in the same week. It feels like it's been a decade. It does. It really does feel like a decade since we've seen multiple Yasmani Grandal bat drops in the same week. I'm going to go with Jake Berger. For some reason, I feel like he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. 
Uh, you saw him deployed at second base for a little bit after this one got out of hand. Uh, we didn't get a chance to really break that down, but I thought that was interesting. I think Jake Berger draws himself into the lineup tomorrow. He did make, I think, uh, close to the most of what he could have out of his first stint at the MLB. I think he's itching for an at-bat. You know, Luis Roberts going to be down for a couple of days. I want I want to see Jake Berger make it hard to send him down again, Brian. So I'm going to go with Jake Berger. I like that pick. I mean, there's a lot of people on White Sox Twitter, myself included, that uh, think he should be on the major league roster for an extended period of time and potentially a whole season. I think he's more productive than some of the depth pieces this team has. So I, I love that pick. I mean, he's, he's the kind of guy that with his injury history – and uh, the limited time he gets in the majors that you really see him go out there and try to make the most of the opportunity. So hopefully he can do that and uh, maybe finally stick around up here for a little bit. Brian, that's, that's exactly how I feel about Jake Berger. And I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's come on these airwaves before he's a good dude, but overall I think he gives the White Sox a good chance to win when he's in the ball game. Cause he plays the game with his hat on. Right. He, you know, he's out there, uh, first round draft pick, been through, you know, the ups and downs of, of, of injuries, just life in general, all around good dude. He's an easy guy to root for. And I want to see him succeed on the South side. I, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head again, once again, when you said that he gives you a little bit more than some of the depth pieces that we've seen so far this year, the bat plays, the guy's willing to work hard on his defense. I love the fact that he got a shot at second base tonight. Obviously, he didn't really factor into the box score. Uh, but let's see if he draws into the lineup tomorrow and, and does some damage. That's who I'm riding with for the pick to click. Once again, this was Socks on Tap. Brian Knights filling in as our special guest co-host tonight. Really appreciate Brian coming on airwaves because he's just like us. Drinking beers, watching White Sox baseball, enjoying it, and producing some content for it. You can follow Brian on Twitter.com at BrianKnights3. He gives you some post-game reactions. Sometimes he's wearing a Miller Lite bucket on his head. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm a Budweiser guy, but, hey, I have I just appreciate guys who go out there, watch ball games, and, uh, you know, have a couple two-tree drinks. Um, and, and, you know, Brian, you produce some excellent content out there. I believe you're the 108 Twitter champion, too, as well this year, aren't you? That is correct. We are the champ. Um, still waiting on the trophy. My Sox number said he's waiting on a sticker for it. So we'll get that when it gets here. And uh, that's fine. It'll stay home because I fully intend on winning the tournament again next year. So uh, we'll, we'll just keep the champ going around. So uh, there you, go. you, you unseated. Uh, did, did you unseat uh, Summer of George, Brian? I did. He won it last year. Um, unfortunately, did not get the matchup against him this year. I feel like that would have been a pretty electric matchup. But uh, Summer River George is my guy. It's an honor to uh, share being the Hall of Champions with him. Yeah, you guys you guys both do some great content out there on Twitter. Again, follow Brian Knights at BrianKnights3 on Twitter. He's got some awesome socks takes. He's always going out there with some live videos and you know, producing that content for everybody. Brian, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight, talking White Sox baseball with me, having a couple drinks, and, you know, just washing this this game away. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let's get a win tomorrow.
Yeah, let's get a win tomorrow. Sox, Red Sox tomorrow. Weather permitting, there is some some rain in the forecast, so we'll see if we're back on these airwaves tomorrow night. Thank you for tuning into the show. Be sure you're following on Tap Sportsnet at on Tap Sportsnet on Twitter, on tapsportsnet.com again for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow the show at Socks on Tap. Myself at Tony on Tap. Co-host Brian tonight at Brian Nights Three. Thank you for tuning in. Close this down how we always do. White Sox forever.